Welcome to the Next Talk podcast, where we share real stories and practical advice for parenting the digital world. We're your hosts, Mandy and Kim. Mandy is an award winning author and the founder of Next Talk. And I'm the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization created to strengthen families through open communication. You can check out all of our resources at nexttalk.org. We're wives, moms, and friends tackling culturally relevant topics from a Christian perspective. We're sharing what we've learned and where we failed. We're so glad you're here for this conversation. So we had a mom reach out and ask us a question. She contacted us through our website on our podcast page, and she said, I hate the music my teenager is listening to. So many cuss <laughs> words, so many inappropriate things. What do I do? It's a good question. And, you know, my mind immediately went to a lot of things like that that our kids do. And it's almost harder to navigate those everyday kinds of things than the really, really big topics. Because a lot of the bigger topics, we kind of have an idea of where we stand morally. Like it's a, it's more of a yes or no, or we know the direction we want to parent it. But these things can be really divisive. Like, do I shut it down? Do I say something? Do I allow it? There's a lot of gray in there with these kind of questions. Yeah. And even though, you know, we can point to scripture, like protecting your heart and mind and things like that, taking our thoughts captive, there's all kinds of scriptures we could point to in there. I think my mind goes to, if we nitpick on every little thing, we're going to hurt the relationship we've built with our kid too. So you have to take into all of that consideration when you're parenting these things. My husband always says, pick your battles, pick your battles. And then we go to, is it a battle? Or is it a conversation? Well, and if I'm being quite honest, there's some songs on my playlist that people probably wouldn't approve of, but I like the beat, right? Uh I like the beat and the the words. I don't even pay attention to the words half the time. I don't even know what they're saying half the time. You know, I have, I have sang music lyrics to you and you're like, Mandy, that's not what it says. I'm like, well, I make up my own music lyrics. I'm just over here enjoying the beat. You're so entertaining. Don't make fun of me, Kim Elric. <laughs> That's what friends are for. Okay, so we're going to talk about some practical things to consider when you're parenting these types of questions, and hopefully it's helpful in the conversation. So the basics, you know, Next Talk Foundational Thought, protecting your heart and mind. Of course, we always want to go back to that. What are you putting in? Because a lot of times that colors what comes out. You know, it affects us often more than we even realize. And if you start that young um, and they begin to understand how important that is from a young age, at least you have that foundation set. So it makes these conversations easier. Well, and let's just be real. You have more control over what they're watching and listening when they're younger. So you can say, we're not going to listen to this song in the car as a family because it says the F word. And that's not good for our heart and mind. Like you can just make that decision as a mom or a dad. But as they get older and they're making their own decisions, I think that's where we have to be super careful. But let's spend some time here, Kim, on the foundational stuff because your kids are young. And I think we have to set that first to protect the heart and mind and just having conversations with them because you love music. I know you're a music person. You're turning it on all the time in the house and having dance parties. So how do you talk to your littles about maybe sometimes there's lyrics that you don't like, or maybe it's an artist that is not known for some great things, but 
you love their music? Like, how do you have those practical conversations with littles where you're modeling this well? Well, you do have to be clear about boundaries, you know, no cuss words, no demeaning language, no racist remarks, overly sexual lyrics. Those are things that I think it's important to be clear about with your kids. Don't beat around the bush. Just tell them, here's my expectation for music, for content, different things. And of course, you want to do you know, the the protective things like explicit settings on your devices and all of those types of foundational things as far as things you do. Now, as far as things you model and conversations you have, I, I mean, some of the approach that I took, I don't know if everybody would feel the same, but I think it's really important that you're constantly talking about what you're doing. There's a conversation that goes with the actions. So I think when we're dancing around to songs, one of the things that we did a lot was just talk about it. We would say, sometimes music goes too far. They say things that are not appropriate, and we just don't want to put that in, and we can find alternatives to good music. Kim, I do want to circle back to something you just mentioned. You mentioned the settings, and I'm all for that when they're young, you know, turning off explicit content. We did that for years until they got old enough to make their own decisions and all the things, right? But you stumbled upon something even with the settings. You know, this goes back to how important it is to have a safe place with your kid and build that ongoing relationship and the conversation because not everything always works the way we want it to. So when my son earned his cell phone, he was 12 um, and we had a Spotify family account and we had the settings on his phone and his account on filtering out explicit. Um, But he is really into rap music. And so am I. I love it, as well as a lot of other music. And we found out very quickly that Christian rap was filtered out. It's considered in the explicit category. And so a lot of these great artists that he was listening to and into, he couldn't listen to anymore. But because we had built this foundation of trust and he was telling us everything he was seeing and hearing, it was okay that we went into the conversation with, we understand why you want to turn the explicit setting off, even though you're still young, because we want you to be able to access this good music too. And because we trust him and he was telling us all the things, we could do that without like losing sleep. And, you know, we're still doing the phone checks and all of those things. And so that's just one of the things I want to say here is It's not always a black and white answer. You know, we do want to turn on the settings and look into those things, but it may not always work out the way we think it will. I love that um, because one, it's about the conversation, not the restriction, you know, or the parental control. Those things are good. The other thing that I think this brings up that we need to mention is what you deem okay may not be deemed okay in the minds of whoever's setting this restriction. And you always have to think about that with movies and books all of that stuff. People may say, oh, this is PG, but in your mind, there's a topic on there that's rated R that shouldn't Mm -hmm. be, we're we're not going there yet. That's why you have to be involved and you have to have the good dialogue with your kid. You know, you've given us some great tips for when they're little. I think, you know, I'm over here, probably where this mom who messaged us and like, we're way past that. We're way past the settings. We're way past the conversation. My kids are really good kids, but they love this music that I don't love. And so how do I have that conversation with the older kids? A couple things that I have found kind of helpful is one, don't go crazy. Like that's a core principle, right? At Next Talk, don't be overly shaming. You know, a a lot of times I will say to my kids, I love that song. Like I totally see how you can see it. I just hate the lyrics. I hate what it stands for. I hate whatever. For a long time, they would go the clean route. So they would listen to the clean version, but that's not cool at all. 
uh, as they get older. And so that becomes a whole conversation too, a bandwagon conversation. You know, are you going to do it because everybody else is doing it? We have a girl on our team. She's got older kids too, like me. And, and she has this saying, trash in, trash out. And her whole thing is, okay, you're listening to this song, but you need to make sure that it's not seeping into your heart and mind. There is that argument, that slippery slope. You're going to do this and you're going to give on this. And then what's next? Then is it okay for you to buy alcohol for your 16-year-old and their friends? Like, you know, that's a slippery slope that we can go down that we have to be really careful about. But at the same time, if we nitpick and nag on everything, they're never going to tell us. And I would even go to say is if you nitpick and nag like on the music they're listening and you're in their face all the time about it, I would even go to say that it creates a scenario where they're living a double life, where they're like, all of these things are in this category that I can't tell mom and dad about. And then all of these things, I'll, I'll have open communication with them. And that is what we absolutely don't want to do. So I would say if your kid is, if you have a teenager and they're listening to music that you don't know, I, I would have a couple conversations. I wouldn't be on them every day. Definitely don't forbid your 16 year old to listen to certain music. I mean, they're going to listen to it. Think about, I mean, everything my, my mom told me not to do as a 16 year old, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think the way to win their heart here is to have conversations with them about why it may be bad for you. I know one of the things that um, I would always say to my kids is, you know, you're watching all these things and you're hearing all these things at school and now your music. And so where's the godly content? Think about like 95% of the content that you're probably taking in is worldly, cultural, not biblical. And so what is that doing to your heart and mind? And so I would encourage them like, okay, you want to listen to this song or whatever. What's your godly intake though? Are you going to church? You know, are you plugged into hearing the sermon at least once a week? Are you listening to a Christian podcast, you know, to kind of counterbalance the trash you're taking in, <laughs> the trash that's coming into your heart and mind? So I think having those conversations with them, it just makes them realize what all their little minds are processing and how it can affect who they become. You know, your thoughts can become who you are. They do. They shape who we are. You know, you have to be thinking if you're listening to this music and they're saying racist words and, you know, dropping F-bombs and it's highly sexualized, like if that's all you're in taking and there's nothing weighing that on the other end, what is going to happen to your mind? Where are you going to go always? And we already have an overly sexualized world that we're living in as far as everybody's talking about porn, all the kids are sharing porn. And so we're already fighting that battle. And in my mind with the older kids, I I'm even like, you know, it, it does get to a point where you're like, okay, if I'm winning the porn battle, I may not be winning the music battle, but at least I'm winning, winning one of the over-sexualized battles without nagging them to death. And I do think as a parent, when, you're, when your kids get older, you have to start thinking about that because you can't control them. They have their own decisions to make. And you can be having conversations with them about their, what their decisions are going to do, but you, you can't forbid them. You can't, can't lay down the law when they're 17. They're going to do their own thing. And so that's when it becomes like a, more of a conversation. So I think, you know, making anything taboo, like you said, just creates a problem. And, and so one other tip that I'll say you can carry from young all the way to now I have a teen and this has really helped is we kind of went the opposite route. I feel like a lot of Christians and even churches and organizations struggle with this and they push like, just listen to Christian music. And I think that that 
creates a problem for a lot of kids. And when I was growing up, it was kind of cheesy. There wasn't a lot of good options that has changed. And so when my kids were young, we exposed them to a lot of different music. And I say exposed, meaning like giving them the opportunity to see what kind of music they liked and were drawn to. And that has grown with them now into being a teen. And then I have two tweens almost. They know what kind of music they like. And so they're, you know, a lot of their music is not Christian, but it's still not terrible. And they have found a way to find something that they like that still feeds good stuff in. Now, every once in a while, they make a decision about music they like that's not that great. But we've already kind of set that precedent so that there's a balance there. It's We use the junk food principle. If you eat cookies and Twinkies all day long and never anything healthy, you're not going to be healthy. And it's the same with music. Your brain's not going to be healthy. And so I think shutting down everything is a big problem and allowing them to look at different music and then enjoying it with them. You know, I think that's important. Listen to their music in the car so you know what they're taking in. Be aware of what it is that they're feeding themselves. I just recently heard from one of our counselor partners, Jamie Mershon. She said, if your kid is taking in a lot of negative stuff, right? And you can see that it's affecting them. Instead of like shutting it down or getting into an argument with them, just encourage them, hey, how would you feel about just taking a break and seeing how it affects you? Not forever, but just taking a break from that and see if you notice any difference, like a little experiment. And I thought that was a really great tip. And I know in your house, you've seen that work as well. Well, absolutely. You know, you want to create an environment where your kids will come to you if they say, you know, I accidentally said this cuss word today or I accidentally said that. And that always goes back to, you know, thank you for telling me, but do you think it's the music you're listening to? Do you think it's the people you're hanging out with? Like, why do you think that you want to do this now where you didn't before? I know cussing seems like such a little thing, but I have seen over time, you know, when kids start cussing early, it starts them down a path of this secrecy, double life kind of thing. And then it's, they're taking clothes to school and changing and they're not telling their parents. And then it's, they're experimenting with vapes and then it, like I see the path. And so you don't also want to ignore cussing and think, oh, it's no big deal. It's just cussing. But you don't want to overly nag. It is that finding the balance that your kid needs. Kim, I want to go back to something that you said about like, I think you are doing the music thing better than I did the music thing. You said we exposed our kids to all different type of genres and beats and just trying to figure out what they like as a kid. So I didn't do that with my kids. And mainly because I'm not a music person. I'm just not. I don't love it. I don't, I'm just not into music. It's just not my thing, right? And I did a show with my daughter and she's 19 now, but, but the show is called, and it's one of our top 10 shows, um, what my parents got right and what they got wrong. And she actually mentioned this on the show. I didn't script what she was going to talk about. I just said, let's sit down and tell me what I got right and what I got wrong. And on the show, she was like, I think you messed up the music part. And that is one of the things like I would just always have Christian music playing. It's all that I listen to. Again, I'm just not big into different music genres and stuff. And so we would always have it on in the house. And, and what she told me was she got older 
And she didn't want to listen to Christian worship music anymore. And I was freaking out like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, she doesn't love Jesus. That was not true. (laughs) That was not true, as she said on the show. Um, But she said, I just wasn't exposed to anything. And so I wanted to figure out what I liked as a kid. She was older when she did that. And I didn't really get a say in it as much because I didn't do it with her when she was young like you did. So I think you're doing it right. And I did it wrong here. I think I messed that up a bit. But, but as you can see, we're always learning. I mean, this is, this is next talk for you, right? I mean, we're real parents in real time trying to figure this out and we're just sharing it with you. But I do think you have to be really careful here. You don't want to ignore it, but you don't want to nitpick. And finding the balance with your kid is extremely important and listen to the Holy Spirit and pray about it and get in there and have some good conversations. Thank you so much for joining us, listening and sharing our podcast. Because of you, this show is in the top 5% of over 2.9 million podcasts. We have lots of resources for you from counseling to live events. Or if you have a show idea or a question for our team, visit our website at nexttalk.org. We'd love to hear from you. At Next Talk, we're more than cyber parenting. It's conversations to connect. This podcast is not intended to replace the advice of a trained healthcare or legal professional or to diagnose, treat, or otherwise render expert advice regarding any type of medical, psychological, or legal problem. Listeners are advised to consult a qualified expert for treatment.